Sitting in for Glenn again this morning uh, from News Radio WRVA in Central Virginia. New York Congressman elect George Santos is not Jewish. He's Jew. Uh, one, two, three, four, five. Ish. Jew. Uh, ish. Mm hmm. Uh, he is also, I should have you know, a, a floor wax as well as a dessert topping. It's bizarre to me. How anybody says A when what they really mean is B. And there's nothing wrong with B. That's the weird thing. Now, Congressman-elect Santos, as far as I can tell, smart guy, talented guy, has done a lot of things, has, as I've looked, now I've been forced to look, right? Because he's everywhere. I really was blissfully unaware of him until a couple of days ago. But now I'm, I'm going and I'm looking at his positions on issues and things he wants to do for the people in the uh, the 3rd Congressional District in New York. And I'm thinking, wow, these are all good points. There's nothing wrong with, with what he said on the issues. So why, why this? Why this? He says, I found out that my, I guess it was his maternal grandmother was Jewish. And therefore he... He thought that he would explore some of his Jewish roots. I have no problem with that. Now, I'm sitting here, and I'm I'm Jewish. Any way you slice it. You know, you can pause in between Jew and Ish if you want, or you can do it all the way, but that's, that's me. I've never once thought, hmm, I really should be, I should be Episcopalian. Not that there's anything wrong one way or the other, right? I know who I am. Some people may like it. Some people may find it not to their liking. I don't really care. I I can't change that. If he would have said, I found out my maternal grandmother was Jewish, and even though the family is Catholic, after I found this out, I I really decided to explore the, the Jewish roots of my family. You know, that probably would have gotten him even more votes. There would have been plenty of people who said, wow, good for you. Good for you. 
You want to explore more about your family's history. You want to learn about where you you came from. Helps you to kind of craft a direction for for where you might go. That would have been laudable. But it's it, it's one of those things you just can't lie about. And he is trying to say, I I, I didn't mean Jewish. I meant Jewish. It's it's bizarre. Then there are the questions about the the resume. And this is where this really gets interesting. He is being held to account for a couple of things that are apparently just flat out lies. And another thing I don't quite understand. If he would have stood up and said, hey, I have a bachelor's degree from, and where was it? I don't think it was Baruch College and he doesn't have a bachelor's degree from Baruch College, then then that's a lie. And that's, and that's easily provable, right? Hello, college administrator. We just wanted to confirm that uh, one of your former students, George Santos, graduated with a bachelor's degree. And then they go to their, their file, and they look it up and say, yep, sure did, June of 1986. He was awarded his degree. And it was uh, in whatever it was in, in economics. Okay, thank you very much. That's the end of the conversation. If you decide, well, gosh, I didn't finish the degree for whatever reason. I got tired of it. I decided to go in a different direction. I had a job opportunity. I got married. I had a family. I, I just decided college wasn't for me. Whatever the reason was, you can't say, well... I have that degree, but if you have studied there, you could honestly say, I attended this college from this year to this year. I studied at this college from this point to this point. And people can look at it and say, well, you only went there for two years, but so you didn't get a degree, right? And you could say, no, I didn't get a degree because I, uh, I, 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 I got a job. I was, I was making money and I, now I had a family. Fantastic. No problem whatsoever. And you know, if you would have stood up and said, I never did finish my college degree, you know, you would have gotten even more votes. You would have gotten votes from people like me who would say, wow, good for you. Not that I'm minimizing collegiate achievement. It's what, I'm five minutes into the program. I haven't even mentioned yet that my oldest boy attends Stanford. Well, there you go. I had to mention it. But (laughs) I get it. Some people absolutely thrive in that collegiate environment and they learn things and they do good for them. And some people don't. And if he just would have said, wow, I I, I was there for a couple of years. It didn't work out or I didn't like it. It's got my support. Let's say he didn't go quite that far. Let's say he... He knew he wasn't actually going to get a degree from there, but but it's a good name. Let's say it's Harvard University, right? Everybody knows Harvard. It's kind of like the Stanford of the East. Let's say you look at Harvard and say, man, I, I can't get into Harvard. I didn't really study at Harvard, but I, I, I want the name Harvard University somewhere on my resume. Well, you, you've got to be very careful because you didn't actually go there. So how are you going to do this? You know what a lot of people do? Because they want to add a prestigious college or university to their resume. They take a class or two. Maybe it's just one class. 
Well, you cannot say you got a degree from that school because you didn't. That's a lie. You could say, honestly, I studied at Harvard. Now, there's going to be some follow-up, right? Because people are going to say, well, what did you study? Um, let's stick with economics. I studied economics. Oh, excellent. Are you going to tell them you took one course? Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I don't know. But we're talking about what is or is not honest. And I understand people embellish things, they craft things, they they present an image that they think is going to work for them. I don't have any problem with that. Now, my wife, however, has huge problems with all of this. Heidi, oh my gosh, it's like Festivus and, and the Costanza dad. I got issues with you people and you're going to hear about them. See, my wife is a graduate of Boston College, uh, magna come loudly, and, and she's really smart. And she says, eh, what if somebody says they attended Boston College, but all they did was they signed up for a course or two? My perspective is they can honestly say they attended. She's like, no, no, they didn't. No, 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 no. That's, that's, that's truthiness. What? Truthiness. It's my wife's word. Truthiness. Oh, it is sort of true. In fact, it's actually true. You did attend that college. You only attended a class or two. She says, nope, you shouldn't get any credit for it at all. Um, I'm much nicer, as you can tell. Eh, much more giving and relaxed and generous in, in my praise and accolades for others. Yeah, go ahead. You can do that. But... Congressman-elect Santos didn't do any of those things. He just flat out said, hey, I got a bachelor's degree from this place, and he didn't. Well, that's a lie. That's not embellishment. That's a lie. Then he was talking about his employment. Once again, if you say, I worked for blah, 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 and somebody says, well, what did you do there? I think his was what? Goldman Sachs, another big firm. I understand people like the name. Oh, Goldman Sachs. Well, he's got to know what he's doing. Can you say you worked there if you didn't work there? No, no, you cannot. And it's not embellishment. That's a lie. But what if you are working for mm, Santos Enterprises and Santos Enterprises provide some sort of service to Goldman Sachs? This is what he's trying to say now. Well, I I said I worked for them, but I didn't work for them directly. I'm not even sure if that's truthiness. I mean, that's a real, real difficult one. That's a tough putt. But all he had to do from the beginning was simply be honest. And given that district, if you look at the district, and now all of a sudden I find myself knowing things about a congressional district I don't live in. I think I may have traveled through there at one point when I was in New York City for something, but I don't know much about it. But now I had to go back and look and research, blah, 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 blah. And I'm looking going, wow, you could have just been honest about all of this. And you probably would have won by an even bigger Margin. So I don't know what happens to him as we move forward. The problem that he has is that he's a Republican. 
See, Republicans, if they say this sort of stuff, if they present information that is not actually true, they are held accountable. Not like mm, Democrats. Way back when, a guy by the name of Joseph Robinette Biden, you, you may remember him, he's now the presidential meat puppet playing the part of the president in this, the third term of uh, Barack Obama. Uh, this Joe Biden character had a few things to say that were, well, embellishments? No, even even the Associated Press said they were lies. We'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. I do have a couple of favors to ask of you. I need some help on the social media front. So if you are over on Facebook, no, let me change that. Go over to Facebook, look up The Jeff Cat Show and follow that page. I'm trying to get to the next step. I think it's like 13,000, which doesn't seem like a lot. I know because Glenn has millions of people. I'm, I'm a humble little guy in central Virginia. Nobody knows me. So uh, if you don't mind on Facebook, follow The Jeff Cat Show and then hop on over to Twitter uh, follow Jeff Cat Show over there. I would appreciate it greatly. It is Jeff Cat. So happy to be sitting in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for Glenn. I mentioned this uh, Joe Biden character, who, if you're looking for him, is now on vacation. Right? He's going to the Virgin Islands and... <laughs> It's the best part. I mean, there's a terrible blizzard. There are, at last count, 50-plus Americans who have died as a result of this. Even if you don't care about them, and from the looks of it, Joe Biden doesn't really care about them, if you're playing the part of the president, don't you just pretend that you care about them? Is there nobody in the White House who says, boy, this doesn't look good? People in Buffalo, New York are dealing with how many feet of snow? How many people have no water? How many people have no food? How many people have been forced to engage in uh, undocumented shopping sprees? Maybe we shouldn't go to the beach. That's what would happen in a in a regular, in a normal presidential administration, but this is not like that. This is an administration. This is a team that has told each and every one of us, blank you and the pony, the dog-faced pony you rode in on. They don't care. And if we still had respectable reporters and journalists, this would be a story, but the legacy news media hacks have become nothing more than bottom-feeding water carriers for the uber-leftists. So this is not a story. But way back when, the Associated Press actually engaged in the practice of journalism, and I had to go way back and find this story. But since we are talking about political embellishment, I just want to share this from you. The Associated Press... Senator Joe Biden claimed during a campaign appearance in New Hampshire last spring that he finished in the top half of his law school class, although records indicate he finished near the bottom. 
in a videotape. Remember those? Aired by the public service cable network C-SPAN several months ago, the Delaware Democrat was asked at a campaign stop in Claremont, New Hampshire, on April the 3rd about what law school he attended and how well he did. On the videotape, a clearly angered Biden told the questioner, quote, I think I probably have a much higher IQ than you do. The first year in law school, I decided I didn't want to be in law school and ended up in the bottom two-thirds of my class. And then I decided I wanted to stay and went back to law school and, in fact, ended up in the top half of my class. But last week, Biden released his law school record showing that he had graduated 76th in a law school class of 85. The law school transcript also showed he made little progress in class standing through the three-year course, ranking 80 out of 100 in the first semester of the first year and 79th out of 87 the second semester of his second year. Biden has been deviled about questions in the last 10 days about his law school career and his use of others' words in his speeches without credit. I think technically that's called plagiarism. He revealed last week that he committed plagiarism in law school and took a course over to make up for the error. In the videotape, Biden went on to say, quote, I went to Syracuse Law School on a full academic scholarship. Uh, The records he released last week indicated that he had an $800 scholarship from the school, as well as $1,000 in room and board from his work as a resident advisor in a dorm in student loans. Quote, I won the international moot court competition. I was the outstanding student in the political science department as an undergraduate. I graduated with three degrees from undergraduate school, and I'd be delighted to sit back and compare my IQ to yours if you'd like, Frank, Biden told the questioner. Hmm. The tape was aired April the 10th and 12th as part of uh, the C-SPAN Network's Road to the White House series. Newsweek magazine. Remember them? They used to have reporters and journalists as well. Newsweek magazine said Biden does not mention the moot court competition on his resume and did not win the political science award at University of Delaware, where he didn't actually receive three degrees. He received a single degree in political science. Uh, Biden told the New York Times he was frustrated and angry as hell. It's so easy to make things look like there's something sinister about them. I guess every single word I've said is going to be dissected now. Well, yes, because you've put yourself out there in the in the spotlight. Of his class ranking in law school, Biden said, quote, I exaggerate when I'm angry, but I've never gone around telling people things that aren't true. Well, actually, you have. <laughs> I, I, yes, you have. That's the whole point. There is truthiness, there's exaggeration, and then there's Biden-level, complete and total Biden science. It's nonsense. By the way, he's fine. Does George Santos survive this? I don't know. We've got a little snippet that we'll listen to in a moment. It's George Santos actually chatting with Tulsi Gabbard. And uh, Tulsi does not grant him any slack. It is Jeff Katz, K-A-T-Z, in for Glenn Beck. This is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program.
Glenn Beck program. Jeff Katz sitting in for Glenn. News Radio WRVA in Central Virginia. You know how you take your kids to those uh, strip clubs, right? Oh, you don't. All right. I, I don't either. And I, I couldn't even imagine for a second saying to the wife, Hey, Heidi, I have this great idea. You know the strip club out there in the seedy part of town? I say we load all the kids up in the minivan and we head down there for their special Christmas time performance. Uh, my bride is heavily invested in easy spirit shoes. I am of the firm belief that uh, we probably could open a store. In fact, maybe we should open a store every time I turn around. There's another truck here, whether it's UPS or it's FedEx or any of the other delivery companies. And these poor guys are wheeling in easy spirit shoes. We have them in every color, every variety. Why? Because eh, she likes easy spirit shoes. And I only mention that because I know that a lot of the easy spirit shoes are very comfortable. So after I suggest taking the kids in the minivan to the strip club for a special Christmas performance, uh, she will try and pelt me with those shoes. But if she's using the soft ones, I should be okay. You can't even imagine it, can you? Why? Because you're a decent person. There's none of us who are decent people, fundamentally decent people who would think, oh, yeah, best thing ever. Load the kids up in the minivan. Take him to the strip club. So so why are we supposed to accept now as reasonable, sexually explicit drag shows? Give you an example. Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. And thank God for Governor DeSantis. I absolutely love him. I really do. Uh, Governor DeSantis, his uh, Department of Business and Professional Regulation is now investigating a sexually explicit drag show that took place in Fort Lauderdale on December the 26th, just two days ago. A drag queen Christmas. I'm a big Hallmark movie fan. And even as Hallmark has... uh, sort of expanded their Christmas offerings, I'm pretty sure a drag queen Christmas was not on the list. A drag queen Christmas. In Fort Lauderdale, two days ago, it welcomed children in the audience. That's the problem. If you're an adult, you're over the age of 18, and you decide, well, I just want to go and sing a couple of rousing verses of Jingle Bells, and I want to do it with a whole collection of drag queens who are going to be featuring simulated sex acts and exposing fake breasts. Well, by gosh, you go and do that. I don't want to be the Grinch. I don't want to steal your Christmas fun. If you really think that that's what you ought to do, well, I think you're kind of twisted and demented and not in a good way, but okay, go and do it. You're an adult. But how on earth does anybody anywhere at any time think that having children in the audience is the right way to go? There's something truly demented about that. There's something truly evil about that. According to Governor DeSantis's office, state of Florida was made aware of, quote, multiple complaints 
about a sexually explicit performance marketed to children held in Fort Lauderdale on December the 26th, and they are actively investigating. The investigation includes video footage and photographs from the event. State of Florida will take action, Governor DeSantis's office says. They also make clear that exposing children to sexually explicit activity is a crime in Florida, and such action violates the department's licensing standards for operating a business and holding a liquor license. You want to punish a restaurant. You want to punish any sort of a entertainment facility. You take away their liquor license because those folks make money with liquid, right? Solids, there's not a huge markup, but liquid, oh, huge, huge markup. This is disturbing, but it's not unusual, unfortunately. I'll give you another example. About 1,500 miles away in Massachusetts, some parents went to court. They filed a lawsuit, a federal lawsuit. And they said, we need to know what our kids are doing in school. Is that not about as fundamental as it gets? We as parents need to know what our kids are doing in school. I mentioned to you, I'm here in central Virginia. I was one of the folks who led the effort. I came up with this really cool hashtag because, you know, that's how you fight battles now. Hashtag, we the parents. We the parents. And we the parents said, yeah, we need to be involved. We need to know. We need to be aware of what's going on in schools. And we had a couple of terrible cases here in Virginia. Just up the road from me, Loudoun County, Virginia, a boy in a skirt, assaulting, sexually assaulting a girl in a, in a bathroom. And then the school division just moved the boy to another school. Guess what? Here's a shock. He did it again. The parent, the father of that girl, stood up and said, what, what is going on? He was demeaned and attacked and, and, and forcibly removed from the, the school board meeting. I should let you know, about a week or so ago, a week and a half ago, A grand jury here in Virginia found all sorts of problems with the school division in Loudoun County. And now that school board has fired the school superintendent who's now facing charges as well as their their PR flack. So at least there's some progress. So again, I go back to we, the parents. So listen to what happened in Massachusetts because, boy, this will send a chill up and down your spine. Federal judge recently dismissed the lawsuit. These two parents, a mom and a dad, different kids, by the way, claimed that public school officials in Ludlow, Mass., had encouraged their children to change their names and their their chosen pronouns. But a U.S. District Court judge said that Stephen Foote and Marissa Silvestri didn't have any standing. This judge, Mark Mastroani, ruled that the lawsuit against the Ludlow public school officials failed to meet the, quote, shocks the conscience legal standard for due process claims. It doesn't shock your conscience? 
It shocks every fiber of my being to think that some teacher or counselor is telling my son or my daughter, eh, you ought to try that other gender on for size. Eh, you might like it more. And in fact, instead of uh, he, because you're a boy, well, why don't you say she, because you've decided you're going to be a girl today. These parents learned, according to their lawsuit, that school officials at a middle school had urged the child to adopt a new name and different gendered pronouns. They went so far out of whack, so far over the line. And yet Judge Mastroani, an Obama appointee, said, nah, it doesn't really rise to any level of concern for the court. It's outrageous. You want to talk about how the leftists are trying to turn kids against parents, trying to undermine every single part of a decent society. This is what they're doing. And, and I, I don't want you for a second to think, oh, this is, it's, it's, just, it's just letting people live their lives. Because I happen to be in favor of just letting people live their lives. But when you are actively actively trying to get kids to do things that the kids themselves don't want to do. And then you say, we're not telling the parents. It's a huge, huge attack on decent society. And this is how this goes. All you have to do is look back at Mao Zedong in China. What did Mao do? Mao had children march their parents into the streets to be ridiculed and abused and demeaned and insulted. And then the parents were either sent to, quote, re-education camps, or they were just killed right where they stood. And the kids were rewarded for that. And so the next generation came along with nothing but complete and total allegiance to the Communist Party and nothing but contempt for their own parents who were trying to teach them right from wrong. I don't think we're all that far away, unfortunately. You want to read more about this? I do have all of this posted. If you will follow my social media, you will see all of it. And I will appreciate it. I'll tell you that. Uh, over on Facebook, look for The Jeff Cat Show. I mentioned yesterday I wanted more people to like it. Apparently, there's not a like button on that page. So I've got my social media director on it. We're going to try and get one there. I don't know why it's not there. But in the meantime, would you follow the Jeff Cat Show over on Facebook, the Jeff Cat Show on Facebook, and then over on Twitter, if you don't mind following me there, I'd, I'd really appreciate that as well. Jeff Cat Show. All right. K-A-T-Z. So many people said, Jeff, slow down, slow down. Spell that last name. K-A-T-Z. Jeff Katz show over on Twitter. It is Jeff Katz and I am in for Glenn and this of course is the Glenn Beck Program. The Glenn Beck Program. It's the Glenn Beck Program. Jeff Katz, happy to be sitting in for my friend Glenn. I'm eh, slightly emotional. I'm looking at an email I just got from the Pottery Barn. I well, all right. Look, look. Don't don't cancel my man card yet. But 
they're they're having this after Christmas blowout on everything Christmas related, which, by the way, is the time to get Christmas stuff. December the 26th, look, trees are half price. Everything's half price. So they had they had something that Heidi wanted and uh, she wanted to get it in time for Christmas. And she went to the pottery barn near us or around us. I honest to goodness, I don't even know where it is. But but she went because she knows because, you know, she's a mom. They know they know things. And she went and they didn't they didn't have these things. But anyway, I because I'm a I'm a good guy. Went online and I found it and I ordered it. Didn't get it here in time for Christmas, but uh, I just got the email that said it's it's on its way. So that's just between you and me that I've got an email here from the Pottery Barn. And not to worry, I've got 82 emails from Joseph A. Bank reminding me that uh, everything is uh, on sale. I love Joseph A. Bank. I, I really do. Anyway, listen, Tulsi Gabbard was sitting in for uh, Tucker Carlson. And she had this George Santos guy on. Remember George Santos? I'm not Jewish. I'm Jew. One, two, three, four, five-ish. It's kind of like an old Seinfeld episode. That's how it feels to me. But but take a listen to their exchange. You said there in that letter that you are, quote, a proud American Jew. How do you how do you explain that? My heritage is Jewish. I've always identified as Jewish. I was raised a practicing Catholic. I think I've gone through this. Even I've not not being raised a practicing Jew, I've always joked with friends and circles, even with in the campaign, I'd say, guys, I'm Jew-ish. Remember, I was raised Catholic. So, look. The results that people are looking yeah, well, for I, are called into question when you tell blatant lies, not embellishments. And this is, this is, I think, one of the biggest concerns, Congressman-elect, is that you don't really seem to be taking this seriously. You've apologized. You said you've made mistakes, but you've outright lied. A lie is not an embellishment on a resume. You said you worked at Goldman Sachs and Citigroup, but they've said, we've got no record of this guy working for us. You've said you've gone to and graduated from these universities, but they've said, well, we've got no record of that. These are blatant lies, and it calls into question how your constituents and the American people can believe anything that you may say when you are standing on the floor of the House of Representatives supposedly fighting for them. That's the real issue here. She's great, by the way. I love Tulsi Gabbard, and were it not for some of her still, I think, way far left ideas she'd be maybe good as a as a republican i mean the labels don't really mean anything anymore do they but i do i like her i think she's tough i think she's smart Uh, am i going to be a terrible person will i will i be accused of something terrible when i say and by the way she's a very attractive woman are we allowed to say that anymore i don't know but i'm saying it because i think she is i think that's the first thing for a lot of guys i don't know if this is good or bad but for a lot of guys go huh wow, she's very pretty. And then you hear her speak and you go, oh, she's very pretty and she's brilliant. And now you pay even more attention, which I I guess is the way it's supposed to go. How am I being paid today? Eh, Social media things. That's really what I'm looking for. And I found online, if you haven't been to theblaze.com recently, there's this whole merchandise section. I did mention to Heidi, I need one of these Blaze hoodies. They're beautiful. It'd be a late present, but I'll take it. So make sure you're checking out theblaze.com each and every day. Make sure you're checking out glennbeck.com each and every day. Sign up for Glenn's Morning Brief. Man, oh man, you are going to be well informed. Social media stuff, I'd love to have you following me on Facebook and on Twitter. Look for The Jeff Cat Show. It is Jeff Cat. So happy to be sitting in for Glenn. This is the Glenn Beck Program.
Divine Back.